the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Back on this Monday, the fifth morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2018. Again, less than 24 hours from the decision that you will make to save our country and to continue the growth and prosperity of our country that we are enjoying under the leadership of the President Trump and of the Republican-controlled Congress. I want to go back, if I can, just for a moment, then I'll go to your calls. We have open phone lines this half hour. On any of the uh, races that we're talking about, we can put you on the radio to talk about um, uh, the Beverly Goldstein race against Marsha Fudge, the Renacy race against Sherrod Brown, the uh, DeWine against Cordray, uh, or just the general, re- you know, Republicans versus Democrats for control of the House. We can do all of that. Uh, 216-901-0945. 888-281-1110. We're pretty much only in, in election focus right now, in election mode right now, which we will be tomorrow as well, which is why I want to go back, and I want to play it from the beginning, what I started to play in the last uh, segment, which is DNC Chairman Tom Perez, who's going to try to explain to Jake Tapper on CNN how and why the Democrats have better answers on the economy and jobs than the Republicans do despite the fact that he presided as labor secretary over four years of horrific job growth. And let me explain what I mean. Not in terms of raw numbers. In terms of raw numbers, the statistics in history will go down uh, and say that the Obama administration was responsible for the creation of a lot of jobs. But the kinds of jobs he neglects to tell you about. You do recall, right? You do recall back when... Barack Obama declared that, and this is when um, he was campaigning for Hillary Clinton in 2016, declared that manufacturing jobs in this country are gone for good. There's nowhere to bring those back. What's Trump going to do to bring those back? Does he have a magic wand? You remember that, right? This, this, is, this was the Democrat way of thinking then, and it's the Democrat way of thinking now. And I don't understand how anybody can. And so what we have to do is to make sure that folks are trained for the jobs that are coming in now, because some of those jobs of the past are just not going to come back. And when somebody says, like the person you just mentioned, who I'm not going to advertise for, that he's going to bring all these jobs back. Well, how exactly are you going to do that? What are you going to do? There's, the, there's no answer to it. He just says, well, I'm going, I'm going to negotiate a better deal. Well, how, what, how exactly are you going to negotiate that? What magic wand do you have? And usually the answer is he doesn't have an answer. It didn't take a magic wand. It's not magic. It's sound economic policy and an ability to make deals and to negotiate. And suddenly, manufacturing jobs in this country are on an unbelievable rise. It's exactly what Trump and the Republicans said they would do. 
replace your pathetic service sector job growth, part-time, low wages for everybody, but hey, we get credit for a job created. Somebody went to work. With real family-raising wage manufacturing jobs, we're a blue-collar country filled with blue-collar patriotic Americans who want those jobs, who need those jobs, who are going back to work. There was no magic wand, Barack Obama. But that's the mentality of the Democrats. You can't do it. It can't be done. Trump did it. And now they're going to campaign against Trump and the Republicans in this race tomorrow and say, well, they can't keep it up, and um, we can do it better. Wait, If you could do it better, you wouldn't be saying that it takes a magic wand in order to get manufacturing jobs back. a better deal. Well, how... What? How exactly are you going to negotiate that? What magic wand do you have? And usually the answer is, he doesn't have an answer. If you could do better at this, you would have. But you can't. And that's what makes this, this statement by Tom Perez, the DNC chair, and the former labor secretary under Obama, that's what makes this so laughable. They have no clue. New economic numbers on Friday showed a quarter of a million new jobs, steady unemployment at a 49-year low. Mm -hmm. I know wage growth has been lagging, but this is the best annual wage growth since 2009, topping 3% for the first time since the Great Recession. That's higher than it ever got during your four years as Labor Secretary. Yet your statement in response to the numbers was, quote, (laughs) too many working families have been left behind in the Trump economy. What are you talking about? I'm talking about real wage growth. If you're if if you get a dollar more on your paycheck and the cost of gasoline, the cost of health care, the cost of housing goes up by three dollars, you're not better off. And by the way, we created more jobs in the last twenty one months of the Obama administration than in the first twenty one months of the Trump administration. But what it's all again, about- again, what kinds of jobs, Tom? And if Jake Tapper, who looks like he did a decent job there at the beginning with the question, was really a thorough journalist, he would say, whoa, 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 what kinds of jobs are we talking about? And what were the wagers, or wages, rather, of those jobs? That's the question that should be asked uh, by, by a decent interview. Uh, Jake, is that people need to feel that if they work a full-time job, they're actually able to feed their family and not tread water. And that's what's happening across this country. Too many people are working two or three jobs to make ends meet because... Their salaries aren't enough. Not true. Flat out, blatant, CNN-sponsored, Tom Perez, DNC lie. The cost of living is going through the roof, and health care is under attack. That's the number one issue in this election. The the, the comedy level of this, the... The, the the factor of, I mean, the, the humorous factor here, I mean, it's the quotient is through the roof. I mean, it's hilarious. The health care is the number one issue in this election? There is a caravan of 12,000 people ready to attack our southern border. And health care is the number one issue in this election? The economy is at 4.3%. Unemployment is the lowest in 50 years. And wages are higher than they have been in 10 years. And health care? Is the biggest issue in this election? No, health care is the biggest issue for the Democrats because they have zero to say about all of the rest. National security, international relations, economic growth, unemployment, unemployment for minorities and for women. They have zero, zero to say about any of the above. It's just that we hate Trump and we can't win the election on we hate Trump 
because there are too many people who don't hate Trump, so we've got to find something else. Let's run with Obamacare again. Healthcare. Let's see if that works. It worked in 2008. Let's see if we can make it work now in 2018. It's health care because they want yeah. to do away with coverage for people with pre-existing conditions. Not, <laughs> I talked to someone the other day who's diabetic. The cost of insulin has skyrocketed, and this administration has done nothing I, about it. I understand That's why you want why I, so many Americans have angst. I understand why you want to change the subject to pre-existing conditions. But let's start. <laughs> well done, Jake Tapper. How about it? Okay, focus on the economy for one second because you just said two things that are not borne out by the, by the, by the facts. A new poll just out this morning shows that optimism in the, econ- in the economy is at its highest point since January 2001. And your claim that all these people are working multiple jobs, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, that's only 5% of the current workforce. That- Boom! Mic drop. Get off the set. Jake Tapper there actually did the right thing, as a journalist should, shockingly enough, on CNN. And there, instead of a mic drop when somebody drops the mic and then leaves, he should drop the mic and throw Perez off the set. You just lied. You were wrong. Stop it. Get out. We don't want to see. We don't want to hear from you anymore. That's what he should have said. Everything that you just said about the economy is not true. He just said the American people are full of angst. Jake Tapper said, um, Americans... Um, uh, approval of the economy or what was optimism uh, optimism in the economy is that the highest it has been since 2001 if you're scoring at home that's 17 years that's not angst that's excitement that's enthusiasm that has multiple jobs so it looks to me like you're saying things that aren't true to try to put a great cloud over the economic good news boom one of the most get important... off the set that's it boom get off the set that's what he should have done there Jackie in Garfield Heights, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks, Jackie. Go ahead. Hi. Thank you, Bob. Um, I just have a quick question about where to get info on the issues. I was looking for something, a website or something, to get good pro and con info on all these issues. I'm specifically looking for Cuyahoga County, like 10, 11, and 12. I've tried so many websites, but none of them seem to have any information. Can you... Uh, have, have, you any tried, have you tried iVoters.com? Yes. They only talk about issue one. Um, okay, because that's a statewide I, issue, right. Yeah. So you're talking about local issues in Cuyahoga County. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it's specific to Cuyahoga County. I don't know uh, off the top of my head. I'll have to look and see if I can grab something for you that, uh, uh, you know, maybe during the break. But like I said, I, I, oh, I rely great. on iVoters.com for, for you know, because they do have Ohio races. They do have congressional races, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and the uh, stances of the candidates and so on and so forth. And, yes, issue right. one. But specific to, like, is there a particular Cuyahoga County issue you're thinking of? Yeah, 10, 11, and issue 10, 11, and 12. I'm kind, I'd love to see some pro and con, you know, both sides of the issues spelled out because so many times in the way they're worded on, on your ballot, you don't know if it's a yes or a no that's a positive or negative for this, for the, what they're, how they're wording it. And I don't trust the wording on any of these. Uh, gotcha. No, no, you, and that's very true. That's very smart of you. You should not trust the wording. I've seen some really, really intentionally, um, uh, you know, uh, conflicting, you know, uh, language on, on ballot issues to try to get them to, you know, it's, it's essentially pushing you to vote a certain way, even though it might right. be the opposite of what you think you're doing. I've seen some of right. it. It is terrible. So, uh, I get what you're looking for. I'll see if I can find an answer for you maybe during the break because i do have a few sites Thanks. that i rely upon i just don't have them memorized thank you so much i love your show thank Thanks you jackie appreciate it god bless uh let's go to uh cleveland jim next on am 1420 the answer hi jim hey hello Bob. jim uh there real, he is real yeah quick comment uh you know i'm tired of this duel about uh, uh his big he did have a big push for jobs for the end of his term but what he did was he borrowed i believe 10 trillion dollars from china 
and he spent most of that money on infrastructure. So there's where all the jobs came from. And the infrastructure jobs were seasonal to begin with. So, And, and in the meantime, uh, we owe uh, China this huge amount of debt who practically, I believe, uh, they claimed eminent domain on this country. So that's where all the big jobs came from. Is You know, I'm sure if Trump borrowed $20 trillion from China, he could uh, create millions of jobs, too. Yeah, well, and... and and I'll say thank you, Jim. I appreciate the call. God bless. Um, you make a very good point. Um, I, I would like to say, but the president is not borrowing money in order to create those jobs. He's not. This is, you know, there, there are just there, there are some better conditions, deregulation, lower corporate taxes that we have implemented through the Republican-controlled Congress. Remember, none of these things would be there if the Democrats had power. None of them would have gotten out of the House, let alone to the Senate and to the President for signing. None of the, the, the lower taxes that have led to corporate restructuring and corporate ability to bring back plants and open and expand existing plants for those manufacturing type jobs. So the President did that without borrowing a bunch of money. I would like to say without the debt going up, but I will be honest because I, you know how I am. On this program, I will criticize who needs to be criticized, and I will praise who needs to be praised. And as I criticized the increase in the national debt under George Bush, I criticized the doubling of the national debt under Barack Obama, and I will criticize the continued growth of the national debt, not at the same pace, but the continued growth of the debt under President Trump. That is something that I wish we could and would deal with. So I'm always honest with you, even if it goes against my side on a certain matter. But uh, but that's the reality reality of it. The president has, hasn't borrowed a ton of money to bring these jobs back, but we are spending too much money. All right, thanks so much for the call. We'll come right back with more two one six nine zero one zero nine four five on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. The answer. 1026, we continue on AM 1420. The answer, we'll get a few more phone calls in here before the bottom of the hour. Uh, Attorney General Mike DeWine, of course, running in this very, very close race against Richard Cordray to be the next governor of Ohio. He'll join me after the news at about 1035. Uh, for, for now, though, again, you can dial 216-901-0945. Joanne is joining us now from Twinsburg here on The Answer. Hi, Joanne, go ahead. Morning, Bob. I got two things. I only had one to start, but... First of all, Sherrod Brown, what has this man done? Does he have his name on a piece of legislation ever? Has he done anything? I mean, I don't get why people continue to vote for this guy. It's like Howard Messenbaum all over again. Drives me crazy. And the other thing is, you know, everybody says this health care is the number one issue. But why don't we look at that in another way? Is it the number one issue because people hate government being involved in their health care? Not because of pre-existing conditions or because people want Obamacare? I mean, I think, you know, it might be the number one issue for some people who just want government the heck out of their life. Well, that, <laughs> that, that part is true. That's very well said, if they do. And, and I think, you know, the American people said that very clearly because they jammed Obamacare down our throats in 2009, right after Obama took office. And again, in 2010, uh, the American people said, yeah, no more of that. And uh, they gave 60-plus uh, seats to the 60-plus uh, seat swing to the Republicans uh, in, that, in that midterm. And we've been begging them to, un- to uh, repeal Obamacare ever since. And the problem, of course, is a bunch of Republicans said, no, we have to do repeal. 
repeal and replace, which nobody ever said anything about. The American people just said repeal it. Let's let the free market take care of itself with protections for pre-existing conditions included. But we do need to, there are a lot of other ways to lower health care costs for everyone beyond government subsidized health care, which again takes, um, you know, the actual plans and doctors and so on and so forth that so many of us had and enjoyed away from us. I guess my contention is is that even if health care is the number one issue, it doesn't necessarily mean that it favors the Democrats. Well, right. In their mind, it does. And they're, well, well, you know, it's because they're liars. You know, Joanne, you realize Absolutely. this. It's because they go in there and, and you're going to see Richard Cordray, which he has done and his minions, uh, screaming that Mike DeWine is against, um, uh, pre-existing conditions, against helping people with, with pre-existing conditions, uh, all because he opposed Obamacare, which, you know, uh, you know, sought to provide coverage for people with pre-existing conditions by forcing unconstitutionally, still in my view, uh, people to, uh, uh, to buy health care, even if they didn't want it, uh, under penalty of law and of being fined and potentially sent to jail so just because you oppose that it means you don't support pre-existing coverage for pre-existing conditions that's what they do they just lie about it so uh in their mind yes health care is the most important issue and it always favors them you know and like i said and even with sherrod brown i don't care if every registered democrat in the state called him and said you know my life is better you need to start voting you know yeah to support the things that yeah to support the things that have made it better he no, still he wouldn't. wouldn't. He would still do what Chuck Schumer told him to do. I, I'll, you know, I have I, no mind of his own. At this to point, answer your question about. Yeah, to answer your question about what has he done to merit all of the support he continues to get, I, I understand it in Cleveland because this in Cuyahoga County because it's the bluest area of the bluest uh, uh, county and the bluest region of the state. But I don't understand why voters down in Cincinnati and why enough voters down in the central part of the state and up in the northwest part of the state it gets a little blue in Toledo too. Um, but why you know th- those voters don't offset that. Uh, and why they would continue to vote for a senator like Sherrod Brown, who absolutely does not represent them or conservative values or the answers uh, that have been provided by President Trump and by congressional Republicans that have given us this massive economic turnaround, this massive economic growth that we're continuing to see right now. It is being done, literally, it is being done um, against the objections of Sherrod Brown, who would rather have it done. It's being done in spite of Sherrod Brown, who would rather have uh, the economic malaise and, uh, and the government-run businesses and the government-controlled regulations and so on and so forth impl- uh, um, applied to businesses. So it's being done in spite of him, not because of him. Vote him out of office. I wish I had a, a statewide platform so that everybody would really understand what, what, uh, what a joke Sherrod Brown is. 10.30, news time now. Then Mike DeWine joins us on AM 1420. Like Matt Lynch. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 1034, now the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. We're going to be talking with Attorney General Mike DeWine shortly. He is, of course, running in a very, very close contested race with Richard Cordray to be the next governor of the state of Ohio and hopefully to be a much better one uh, than, the, than the one we have right now. Which, by the way, is, it, 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 it pains me to say. It is. It does, I should say, because I voted for Governor Kasich. I voted for him twice. 
I did not want to see, uh, you know, somebody like Ted Strickland be able to continue to destroy this uh, state economically and through jobs, et cetera, et cetera. And I voted for John Kasich twice. I just became extraordinarily disappointed in him and disillusioned by him when he turned against the people of Ohio and against the will of the people of Ohio and against the will of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, uh public, uh, and the will of the GOP voters in his own party. Uh, by taking the hardline stance that he has against President Trump. Jim Jordan joined us uh, about an hour ago. History says that our party, the Republican Party, is going to lose a ton of seats tomorrow. Here, is, that, is, that, is that what we have to face? Here's the difference, though, Bob. Those, those examples you gave, there wasn't a 4.2% growth rate. There wasn't the lowest unemployment in 40 years. There weren't 250,000 jobs added in just a month prior to the election, the month of October. And... And there wasn't just a record of a getting things done that we told the voters we were going to get done if they gave us the privilege to serve. So it was a much different record they had. Remember, when Obama got trounced in 10, it was because they passed the largest spending increase in history with that big stimulus package, and they ushered in Obamacare, which took over health care. So it's a different scenario, and that's why I think we can hang on and win this. Um, but we got to get out and vote. we all got to go do it. And that's the key. That is exactly right. And if people get out to vote for exactly those reasons, um, then uh, that, that blue wave can be stemmed by a red brick wall. And hopefully also uh, more of those red voters will come out and elect people like Mike DeWine over Democrat Richard Cordray for Ohio governor. Mr. DeWine joins us now, as promised, on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good to be with you, Bob. Thank you. Well, it's it's good to be uh, in Ohio right now uh, because that's where the President of the United States is headed. He's going to be at the IX Center this afternoon. Tell me what that uh, what that means to you and to uh, so many of the other Republican candidates in the in the, you know this state that are uh, you know that are, that are in very very tight races. That the President sees this as one of the most you know he's got a number of, of stops he's going to make, and this is one of the most important stops before people go to vote tomorrow. Well, we're very excited about it, uh, excited to welcome the president back to Ohio. It's important, as you say, the day before the election, Ohio's one of the states he's coming to. Uh, my wife, Fran, and I are headed there right now, along with uh, a number of our kids and grandkids. So we're kind of making this a family event, and uh, we're very, very excited about it. It means a lot. Yeah, it really does. You know, I'm sure it means a lot just from the, you know, from the um, uh, enthusiasm standpoint. But more importantly, I think it's got to mean a lot to the voters, not just to you as a candidate and the enthusiasm that you guys have to invite him here. But we need red voters. We know full well that the Democrats are doing anything and everything they can to turn out voters. Quite frankly, I am not 100% confident that they're not going to try to play games with our election. We have seen examples of voter fraud in the past. I don't want dead voters. I don't want uh, multiple-time voters. I just want one-time voters. And the Democrats are very, very enthusiastic about getting out there. Do you feel that we have the same enthusiasm on the Republican side, and how much do you think the president can help that in our state? Well, I, th- I feel real enthusiasm as I travel around the state. Uh, I stood, uh, my wife, Fran, and I stood in front of the Brown Stadium yesterday for about three hours as people were coming in. Uh, we got a great reception. Uh, I was very pleased with that reception. I saw a lot of enthusiasm there. Um, I think that, uh, you know, as you travel around, uh, John Houston was in northwest Ohio yesterday. He was telling me that there was good enthusiasm there in the smaller counties where he was. Uh, I'm seeing that, that same thing. So, look, it matters that the president's coming. Uh, it puts the spotlight on Ohio. Uh, it's a signal to any, you know, conservative voters who are thinking for any reason maybe they won't show up that this is a very important thing and 
you know, one of the things that I'm going to say today uh, is if, if I have the chance to, to be up there is to thank the president for 82 conservative federal judges who have already been confirmed. It's my understanding there's about another 30 uh, that will be confirmed shortly. Uh, so that puts us well over 100 in addition to the Supreme Court judges. This matters a lot. And it's, you know, this is why elections matter. It makes a difference. That is very well stated. We're talking with Ohio's Attorney General and hopefully the next governor of the state of Ohio. I, I talked to you, with you about this uh, last week, um, and, and, and it's a difficult thing to ask, but I'm going to ask it again because I want Republican voters to come out to the polls and vote for the Republican candidate for governor despite their current displeasure with the work and with the tenor and the tone of the current Republican governor. I worry, and I told Mr. Husted this on Friday, I worry that there are Republican voters who aren't going to be motivated here because they're so displeased with Governor Kasich and his uh, nonstop attacks on the president. And I know you support the president, so can you tell Republican voters why it's different, what makes you different uh, than our current Republican governor, and they should have enthusiasm to come out and support you? Well, I think it's very important uh, for me as governor um, to have a good working relationship with the President of the United States. I mean, it's just it's just very, very important. Uh, I intend to do that. Uh, Fran and I are going to be there to welcome him today. Uh, we've been in other rallies that he's had in the state of Ohio. Uh, he is very interested in this race. It's, it's quite interesting. Uh, when I've talked to him privately, uh, you know, he uh, is supporting me, but he also, frankly, um, does not have very good things to say about Richard Cordray. I mean, he watched him for five and a half years, uh, you know, when he was out in Washington. Uh, Cordray, as you know, even tried to appoint his own successor. Uh, the president uh, said, no, you can't do that. Uh, the court, the courts agreed with the president of the United States. So, uh, the president's all in on this race, and you know we just want to encourage everyone who, who's out there, anyone who is listening, to you know please come and vote. Uh, we got to keep Ohio moving forward. Uh, just to give you a statistic, uh, in the last 12 months, we've created more new jobs in Ohio than we've created in any year for the last 21 years. Uh, the president's tax cuts certainly, certainly played a major role uh, in regard to that. Uh, we're talking with Ohio Attorney General Mike DeWine. Yes, indeed it did. And, and, and I know that's very important, and that's why you support the president, and I know that's why it's so important that the president has endorsed you. Can you draw a distinction between Richard Cordray and Ted Strickland? And I don't mean to suggest that just because they're Democrats, they're going to be identical, but I do think as I listen to the Cordray um, uh, campaign and I listen to his platform, it doesn't sound terribly different than that of Ted Strickland, who presided over uh, you know the worst job losses uh, in in. in Ohio history, and again, the complete rain, uh, you know, the uh, rating of the rainy day fund, which you have talked about many, many times, which was left at under a dollar when he left office. I mean, can can voters really expect any different from a Cordray uh, Ohio administration than we had under a Strickland? No, and I'll, I'll give you one specific example, and that has to do with taxes. Uh, Mr. Cordray has been out promising a lot of different things. We totaled up all his promises. Uh, they would come to four billion, and that's with a B, billion dollars of new spending every single year in Ohio. Now, we're not like the federal government, thank heavens. We can't, can't, uh, have deficit spending. We've got to balance our budget. So where does that four billion dollars come from? There's only one place it comes from. That comes from our listeners' pocket. It comes from taxes 
that Cordray will increase. He has also, frankly, been very critical uh, of um, the small business tax cuts that we've had in Ohio. He's been critical of doing away with the estate tax. So it's pretty clear, you know, what he's thinking, what he intends, uh, particularly in the area of spending and the area of taxes. That is not the way to keep Ohio moving forward. The way to keep Ohio moving forward is to keep our taxes down, keep our regulations reasonable, uh, make sure there's a, that good environment uh, for job growth in the state of Ohio, focus on education. You know, these are basic things that we know will make a big, big difference. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you go back eight years when Cordray and Strickland were in power, we had taxes going up, uh, we had our economies blowing down, we had a loss of over 400,000 jobs, um, not the way we want to go, not at all. We, we can't go back to that. Uh, you know, another huge difference uh, in in this race is the drug situation. we got a 12-point plan. It's a realistic, practical plan. Uh, I don't have a magic wand. I can't make this problem go away overnight, but we know what it's going to take. It's going to take tougher law enforcement with more jurisdictional multi-jurisdictional task forces in Ohio go against the Mexican drug cartels. It's going to take prevention. Uh, it's going to take more drug courts. These are things that, that matter a, a, a lot. What my opponent has done is he's embraced issue one. And issue one uh, is just an absolute disaster. And there's a reason that there's very few responsible officials in Ohio who've endorsed this. The vast majority of Democrats, Republicans, County prosecutors, sheriffs, police, of whatever party, they they have said no on issue one. So again, it's a big difference between the two of us, Mr. Dewine. Just two more quick questions. Um, uh, I want to address head on once again the pre-existing conditions things. Yet another statement from you because, as I said to Mr. Houston, and he explained it very well, I think on Friday. But we have different people listening right now, so I want everyone to hear this before they vote. Tell me uh, the truth about pre-existing conditions and your view on on health care and health coverage for people who suffer from those because the Cordray campaign has spent millions to put TV ads on there 24-7 saying that Mike DeWine uh, sued to, to, not, to, to not force the uh, uh, health, health insurers to provide coverage for people with pre-existing conditions. Can you please set the record straight for the voters one more time? I am very much in favor of requiring insurance companies to cover pre-existing illnesses. Look, um, Fran and I have a big family. We have eight kids, 23 grandkids. Uh, you, you know, we see pre-existing problems. We have asthma in our family. That Every family's got medical challenges at one time or the other. We don't want anybody to be in a position where they lose their job, they lose their insurance, they can't get insurance again, or they can't afford to pay for it. So on Seven different times. We went back and counted the votes seven different times. When I was in Congress, I voted in favor of requiring the coverage of pre-existing uh, illnesses. So my commitment to the people of the state of Ohio uh, is that if something happens in the future and federal laws change and insurance companies are not required to cover this, I will step in as governor of the state. We'll go to the legislature. We'll pass legislation that t- takes care of this matter. What this is all about and what the, what Richard Cordray and the liberals are talking about is I voted. I, I didn't vote, but I was against Obamacare. Uh, I did not like Obamacare. I did not like the individual mandate. 
you know, I did not like the fact it was a tax. I do not like the fact that it, it limits, you know, who you can see as your physician. So I think there's ample reason to be against uh, Obamacare. But, but I am in favor of coverage for pre-existing illnesses, and I will fight for that uh, as governor if the federal law has ever changed. The last thing I wanted to ask you before you go, Mr. DeWine, is this, about law enforcement. I am a strong supporter of law enforcement. I have given speeches before FOP groups. I have uh, spoken at rallies in favor of of, uh, Blue Lives Matter and other things. And I was very dismayed to see that the FOP, the state FOP, endorsed Cordray. And as I asked them why, they explained it in the terms mostly of union contracts, mostly of things that are going to be favorable to their union, not about supportive cops. Richard Cordray represents a party that has declared war on police officers, essentially. The Democrats have done so much by way of consent decrees to put cops' lives in danger. Uh, and I want somebody in the governor's uh, office who is going to fight for law enforcement and fight for the rule of law and not support... Um, uh, you know the uh, you know the opponents of law enforcement uh, the way the Democrat Party has become. Can you speak to that endorsement of the FOP and uh, and and talk about your feelings on law enforcement? I, look, I, I think you've hit it right. This has to do with with uh, union issues. Uh, I don't don't not sure exactly why, but I would invite anyone uh, talk to your local chief, talk to your sheriff, talk to the men and women on the street. Um, what they'll tell you is that Mike DeWine has been a strong advocate and fighter for law enforcement uh, ever since, well, really going way, way back, but certainly in the last eight years. As Attorney, as Attorney General, General, yeah, that matters, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, we have fixed the state crime lab that, that all our police rely upon. Uh, we've tested the old rape kits that Richard Cordray let sit there for, for so long and never touched the one. So we have taken on the issues that matter for law enforcement. I can't tell you how many times during this campaign I've had uh, an officer walk up to me or I've walked up to him or her and they've told me, look, I don't know what about this endorsement. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm for you because I know you've had my back. I know that you've been out there fighting for us every single day. Uh, That's what I will do as governor of the state. Um, You know, when we look at some of the things that we need to be doing, uh, as I mentioned a moment ago, we need to have more and better uh, multi-jurisdiction task forces where we bring in local police departments, but we give them the assistance and the help that they need so we can go after these Mexican drug cartels. So we will do all this. Uh, and, I, you know, I've had the support of, of police uh, for many, many years, and uh, I look forward to continuing that relationship. Well, I, I know that's important to a lot of people. I know a lot of my voters, a lot of your constituents as attorney general and your would-be constituents as governor feel the same way I do. It's important to have somebody in the in the you know the most important office of our state that supports police officers, and I know you do. And I want to make sure people understand that 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 FOP endorsement is a very very different issue than supporting cops on the street and the cops in the way that they do their jobs. Uh, and it's great to get that message out, Mr. Dewine. Thank you uh, for coming on. I certainly appreciate it. I know you've worked very very hard in this campaign along with Mr. Houston and your entire staffs. I wish you the very best of luck tomorrow, although victory is not going to be based on luck. It's going to be based on turnout. It's going to be based on people being willing to go out there and making sure that their voices are heard and making sure they bring people to the polls with them so that their voices are heard so that we can indeed keep Ohio headed in the right direction. And I wish you the very best on oh, that. Good, great summary. Thank you very much. Thank Before you so much, sir. Back. You got Thanks. it. Uh, that's Mike DeWine, Ohio's Attorney General.
and hopefully the next governor of the state of Ohio. Uh, it is <laughs> people aren't people aren't putting as much attention on the uh, gubernatorial race here as perhaps they should. Because we're all focused on who's going to control Congress, the Democrats or the Republicans, especially in the House. But that gubernatorial race should matter one heck of a lot to all of us. Final segment coming up. If you want to squeeze in a phone call, do it now at 216-901-0945, the Bob France Authority. final segment of the Bob France Authority on this pre-election Monday. It's been all about the election today. We've avoided the other issues. We've avoided the caravan. We've avoided the latest on uh, Saturday Night Live and other things. I mean, some of these stories are really, really important, and they are horrific, and we will talk about them. But uh, right now, I feel like it's my mission. I feel like it's my duty. I feel like it's my responsibility to um, rally the vote to get people out there to do what's right for this country, to do what's right for the the economy, to do what's right for taxpayers, to do what's right for employees, to do what's right for uh, patriots, to do what, what's right for American citizens, and to not reward the extraordinarily bad behavior of a party of people who will stop at nothing to pursue political power. It was my pleasure to talk to Jim Jordan this morning, as well as Jim Renacci. Well, absolutely. He voted against the tax cuts and jobs bill. He's voted against the uh, majority of the uh, nominees, that, uh, including Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh. So he's not helping this president move forward. He's somebody who votes. He would rather vote with Elizabeth Warren 94% of the time, Chuck Schumer and his party 96 97% of the time. That's the difference. I voted with this president. Now, when there was differences I had with this president, I made him aware of it, and I voted against it. But I have voted 97% of the time to move this economy forward with this president. We'll continue to do that in the Senate as well. And this economy is booming because of votes like that from Jim Renacci. And who voted against those things that have moved this economy forward? Lowering your taxes, increasing your wages? Sherrod Brown has. I mentioned I talked to Jim Jordan as well. Again, why would anybody slam the brakes on this incredible economic growth and go back to the to the uh, regressive ways of the Democrats? Well, we just got the jobs report last month, 250,000 new jobs in one month that were, that were created. 4.2% economic growth rate, lowest unemployment 40 years. Gorsuch and Kavanaugh both on the court, out of the Iran deal, embassy in Jerusalem, new NAFTA agreement, hostages home from North Korea, and you could just keep going on and on. And I think, in the end, that's what this election is, uh, is about. It ought to be about exactly all of the above. Why would you want to revert back? Frank and Brook Park, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for waiting, Frank. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Sherrod Brown has supported Planned Parenthood in his 26 years in Congress and Senate. They average over 300,000 abortions a year. He has voted to pay for killing 8 million American boys, infants, American boy and girl infants, Americans. 26 years of this. It's time to stop killing American babies with our money to Planned Parenthood. Thank you. Every uh, thank you. I agree. Every politician who votes to continue to spend your tax dollars on the murder of innocent babies by way of funding Planned Parenthood murder clinics, uh, I completely agree. They have no business being in public office, and I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat. Could not agree more. Sister Mary Grace in Brook Park is going to be our last caller. Yeah. Go ahead. God's blessings. I cry for those babies, and I we're going red. 
say no to all issues. It's all rhetoric. You understand? I can read. And the point is, we do not have an ignorant people here. We're not mob people. We're not riotous. We are an intelligent people. We are the geekiest state in the universe. There's, a, there's only and one way for us to prove that, though, Sister Mary Grace, that we are intelligent people. We are not mob supporters, is to go out and vote that way tomorrow. Thank you so much for the call. Speaking of issues, a previous caller asked for help. Voter411.org. Voter411.org. Get all of the information on your issues there. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.